Podcast. What's up and welcome to the HorrorCast, episode number 107. That's right, episode number 107, and tonight we are starting a new series. I've uh, been wanting to do this for quite a while because I love horror that is set in the winter, in the cold, in the snow, and I don't think there's enough of it. Uh, but for at least the next two weeks, I don't know, we'll have to talk about this because I was thinking about some other ones, but... Um, we're going to be talking about some horror that is set in the winter and we have entitled it cold blooded horror. <laughs> See how, how crazy that is, how, how creative that is. Cold blooded horror. This sounds wonderful. Uh, Vin came up with that. So let's bring him in. Vin, what's up? Hey, what's up? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we're doing this one tonight, especially because we finally got, well, I finally got to a movie that I've been intending to watch for a long time. Uh, so, and I doing a little bit of a little bit of research. I realized why I didn't get around to seeing it the first time. And I can talk about that when we talk about that movie. Okay, cool. One All right. Well, I hear somebody just <laughs> chomping at the bit to get in here. So <laughs> come on in, Taminator. What's up? Ho, 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 you guys. I'm coming at you from 60 degrees here. It's not very snowy or, or horrifying here. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did forget to say I'm Mark Nato. I usually introduce myself, but oh, I didn't. I'm Taminator. Hey. Yes. Uh, I'm Mark Nato, and it's cold here. It's in the 20s. And then we yeah. had a white Christmas that actually snowed a little bit on Christmas. So, first time that I can remember that happening in quite a while. So, all right. Well, uh, why don't we uh, just go ahead and tell everybody which two movies we're talking about tonight. Um, one of the staples of the horror cast from the beginning, and we've kind of gotten away from it uh, over the past six months or so. I mean, we had uh, we do a series. A lot of times we don't do this, but when we're just on our normal format, we usually review two movies, one older movie where we will spoil the heck out of it, and one newer movie uh, that we will not spoil uh so that's what is going to be happening even though this is a series we've managed to make this that that format so tonight our older movie is from 2007 okay so that is still relatively newer but it's 2007 come on it how long ago was yeah. that good gravy that's years. Yeah, yeah more than that isn't it yeah it's it's uh what is it 2007 13 going on 14 yeah so anyway you should have seen it by now and i was shocked then that you hadn't seen this movie um and that's 30 days of night 30 days of night so we will spoil that if you haven't seen it and then uh, a newer movie that just came out this year uh set in the cold in the snow it's actually called let it snow from 2020 so we will talk about that movie but we will not spoil it so we're just going to get right into things, and we're going to start with our feature review of 30 Days of Night. I'm going to roll this trailer, and when we get back, we're going to talk about all things 30 Days of Night.
station. Copy that. Board the windows. Try to hide. They're coming. They? Who are they? Vampires don't exist, Jake. That cold ain't the weather. That's death approaching. They're tearing through everyone's home. We can last the month. Right, we're back. Okay, like I said, 30 Days of Night came out in uh, 2007, uh, actually October 19th of 2007. Uh, rated R, uh, for sure. One hour, 53 minutes. Uh, action horror thriller. It has received a 6.6 out of 10 with almost 165,000 uh, reviews on IMDb. Um, David Slade is the director. We'll talk a little bit more about him uh, when we get into this thing. Uh, the writers, Stephen, uh, Stuart uh, Beatty, and Brian Nelson, all three uh, are responsible for the screenplay. And it stars the, the I guess, the early 2000s heartthrob. I mean, I guess he started kind of in the, in the late 90s, but Josh Hartnett. Everybody was all about Josh Hartnett. Uh, Melissa George, who's actually been in uh, quite a few really good horror movies. Danny Houston, Ben, F- Mark Boone Jr., uh, Mark Rendall, and um, Joel Tobeck. So it has a lot of uh, character actors that you might have seen in different uh, things as well. So 30 Days of Night. This is a really cool premise. The synopsis for this is very simple. Uh, the Alaskan town of uh, is it Barrow, yeah, B A R R O W. The Alaskan town of Barrow is plunged into darkness for a month because if you don't, if you don't know, uh, certain towns in Alaska, I guess they get thirty days. Uh, every once in a while, the 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 sun sets and they don't uh, they don't get full sunlight for many days. Uh, and when that happens, it's attacked by a bloodthirsty gang of vampires. So, uh, just, just so you know, this is available for free on prime. And I also saw it uh, on crackle crackle. If uh, you don't have prime, you can watch this on crackle, but I think there's some commercials on crackle, but, uh, there you go. Um, so I want to hear your, your 30 days of night story. Vin, what's up, and why didn't you see this the first time it came out? Um, it's not an exciting story, <laughs> but uh, you know, when it came out, I had some friends who were into horror, and uh, they went and saw it, and they they said they didn't like it, and uh, I was preoccupied because this is actually the month that I got married. Um, looking back oh. and seeing when this came out, so I was actually what busy getting married and like honeymooning. Uh, what kind of an excuse is that? 
by the time the reception was over, it wasn't really my priority to go check out this movie that my, my friends didn't like. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then it just kind of slipped by me at that point and, you know, just never got around to watching it. Okay. All right. Um, what were your first impressions? Um, well, I, I remember reading some of the comic, uh, years ago. I mean, this is probably close to 20 years ago. I think it came out in 2002 and I picked up some of the issues, I remember, so I was kind of vaguely familiar, at least with like the first half of the story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I had read some of other uh, Steve Niles' work, um, like Freaks of the Heartland. I had read some of that. Um, and also, you know, I, I like the movie overall, um, but I did end up having a lot of issues with it. You know, like when I write up my show notes, um, I usually, I kind of divide them and divide my notes into two adjacent categories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one is labeled likes, the other one's labeled dislikes. <laughs> and my dislike category is actually quite a bit longer than the like category. However, crazy. However, oh, <laughs> I will say this is, this is my, you know, this is why I'm explaining this. Uh, what I liked, I really liked. Um, and that definitely sways the film into the positive for me. Um, but I can't ignore a lot of aspects that just kind of kept it from being more than it ended up being for me. Um, so I, I have mixed feelings. Okay. Yeah. I'm completely opposite of you. My, uh, uh, I had to struggle to find dislikes of this movie, uh, for me. Uh, I've got a couple, but, uh, how about you, uh, Taminator? I just, I have a story, so... <laughs> I don't know what this says about me, but I saw the Vanilla Ice movie on my honeymoon in 1991. So Vanilla Ice movie? Remember that? What was he that called? Movie? <laughs> yes. I don't I even don't know that he had a movie. I know he did the yeah, uh, Vanilla Ice. The song for the Mutant cool Ninja Turtles. Cool as cool Ice. Cool as Ice. Wow. I'm sorry. Never, never heard of that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if where there's a will, there's a way. So. In, <laughs> In my mind, I will admit, I had this mixed up in my mind with 28 Days Later with Cillian Murphy. Mm-hmm. And so I know I watched it back in the day, and I think I never watched it again because somehow over time, I don't know, they got mixed up in my mind and I didn't like 28 Days Later that much. So I think I never rewatched this, but I so this was kind of like a rediscovering for me, and I'm very happy to say that uh, it'll probably find its way into a more regular rotation for me. As well it should. Yes. As well it should. Well, I mean, I saw this when it first came out at the theaters. Um, Liked it immediately. It's just my kind of movie. And I I mean, I've seen it a few times, but it's been years since I've revisited it. And when I watched it this time, I was just like, man, this, this movie is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, It's, I like the characters. I mean, I love feral vampires. These are not sparkly vampires. And it's weird because um, uh, let's just go into it. David Slade, the director, he actually directed one of the Twilight movies, if you can believe it. Um, Eclipse or something. I don't even know which one that is, but uh, totally opposite type of vampires. These are, you know, not attractive, uh, kind of really, really bloodthirsty, really, really violent, uh, <laughs> vampires. You know what they um, remind me of? Did you guys watch the strain when it was on? Yes. Yep. The Stragoi. That's kind of what these remind me of. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but David, David Slade also, uh, directed hard candy. 
Mm-hmm. If you didn't know mm-hmm. what that is, he directed, yep. he's been doing a lot of TV lately, uh, episodes of Black Mirror, um, different different things like that. And he did, um, I think it was last year, the year before that, uh, that anthology, Nightmare Cinema, as I wouldn't remember, Mickey Rourke was the projectionist. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was decent. But yeah, so he's, um, he's kind of... Uh, kind of gotten himself more into TV stuff now, but this, this one right here, in my opinion, is just one of the better vampire movies, um, mm-hmm. that I've seen. And, I, and it definitely needs to be in my, I would say I, I need to be watching this at least once a year. I mean, come on. It gotta be, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about the positives. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, should we talk a little bit more about the synopsis here? Sure. I guess for people that, you know, uh, we are spoiling this, so just remember that. We're not going to just spoil it right up front, but I want to give you a little sense of what this movie is about. Um, uh, There is such a thing as these towns in Alaska, right, Vin? You're the smart one, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this has been a plot point in similar similar movies. There is a real Barrow, Alaska. And yeah. I think that I read that it actually gets dark for 65 days out of the year. It's not 30, um, but 36, just a nice round number, I guess. Yeah. 65 days. <laughs> 65 <laughs> days. And I just didn't roll off. the Right. Uh, that is catchy. Yeah. So we, we open up and it's, it's this uh, sheriff of this. It's a, it's just a real small town. I think it says they changed the, um, the sign there, I think it said 560 some people live in this town, but most people, when they get plunged into darkness for 30 days, they leave, mm-hmm. they go and they, they go up to Seattle or they go different uh, or go down, go down to Seattle or go to different places and then come back. So they changed the, the population to what a hundred something. So that, that kind of sets the stage for a smaller you know, this movie is very big, but it's also very small, you know, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a very big, open, you know, wilderness, but there's only about 150 people in this entire town now. Um, and l- let's say I enjoyed the shots of this town uh, beforehand. Uh, I, I just thought it looked, I mean, I guess it's a, a set they built. I don't know much about it. Yeah, they built uh, it in New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed that set. You know, people riding their snowmobiles back and forth, and uh, that just kind of is cool to me. Um, I've always heard about that. You know, people, uh, this town didn't have a McDonald's, but in certain places where it snows all the time, people go through the McDonald's drive through on the, their snowmobiles and stuff like that. Uh, and I thought that was kind of cool. This is, a, this is a tight-knit, close-knit community. And, uh, uh, basically what we're finding out here is that a group of vampires have been plotting, uh, this, this was going to be, uh, their thing. It was going to be dark. Of course, vampires cannot do what be in the light. So, um, yeah, so they decided to attack all these people and I guess have their feeding frenzy when the, the uh, sun goes down and we've got Josh Hartnett, who's the sheriff of this town and his, I guess his, his strange estranged wife who is played by Melissa George. And what, it, what is she? I know she's going from like town to town. She's she a come? fire marshal. 
<clears throat> fire marshal. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they've they've been separated, but they kind of still care for one another. And um, she gets stuck in the town. How convenient. Um, <laughs> you know, her, her uh, truck gets destroyed by, what was that thing? Is that, is that thing Trencher. like? Trencher. Trencher. What? Yeah. Yeah. That thing was, that was bad. But um, yeah. And, and then it's just about them trying to survive and trying to save as many people as possible from this pack of feral vampires. So there you go. Um, Vin, why don't you tell us uh, a few things that you liked about the movie? What did the movie do good? Well, I mean, well? you know, just uh, piggyback of what you were saying before. I mean, there's some really striking visual compositions. Um, you know, really crisp, like cinematography. I love there's that one bird's eye view of the town being attacked that's as the camera's soaring over. You know, yeah. that, that's a great shot. Um, yeah. I think they do a terrific job compositing CGI with practical mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, these are practical vampires, which is nice. And, you know, I think this is like the same year that uh, I Am Legend came out. You know, oh, yeah. with Will Smith, and that had the the CGI vampires that just do not look convincing at all. Um, terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and those are also basically like these feral type vampires, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this this film definitely ages way better than that film yeah, was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, just to start off with what you were kind of compositing, uh, I can't talk. <laughs> to continue on what you were saying, you know, it's it's a beautiful looking film. It looks really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I really enjoyed even from the very um opening where the studio what was this columbia or i don't know what studio it was it's the it's the lady with the with the torch is that what is that's columbia pictures yeah columbia pictures yep and when that comes up like it it switches from just the regular to this uh cold blue gray color palette yeah and uh it kind of stays like through the entire movie um they do a lot of uh, like day for night shots in this, yeah. but it looks yeah. really good. Yeah, it does. And it also, I mean, I think it, it lent itself or it helped you feel the cold. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I, th- I really feel about this movie, and I was glad um, that, it, that it did this again for this particular series we're doing, Cold-Blooded Horror, it, I just, I felt the cold of the movie. You don't get anything that's kind of warm. You get a little fire, but um, I just felt like it was just very, very cold, very, very uh, drab, but they kind of made it look great with that blue and that gray, like that steel kind of color palette. And I thought that was awesome. And I do like the idea of the characters having to battle the elements as well as the vampires. Yep. You know, limiting their options and, you know, just the, the natural environment itself is hostile to them. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. To speak to that a little bit, something that I like, and I think it's left out of movies to make them more believable. They really kept these people really human. Like the sheriff had asthma. They had a guy with them that had Alzheimer's. And, you know, it, it's how it would really be. If this mm-hmm. was a real town having to deal with the situations, not everybody's, you know, doing Iron Man and, you know, you're going to have yeah. those couple people mm-hmm. that you're going to try to save that it's aren't going to be the easiest people. They're still worth saving, but, you know, everybody's yeah. going to be human. Yeah, I think it, I think it really did a good job of that. And I think that I think that Josh Hartnett and Melissa George were, were good 
in this movie. I think I've always liked Melissa George. Um, yeah. Josh Hartnett tends to be a little wooden, but I think he that, is the only thing on my dislike list, and it's not a huge dislike. I just felt like maybe he wasn't the greatest cast. I know he was really hot at the time, but he feels mm-hmm. he may not have aged as well as the movie did. Feels a little miscast to me. Yeah, it's funny. I have in my I have in my notes saying that I was never a big Hart Josh Hartnett fan at all, but no, I didn't no. mind him in this. I thought that he was oh. all right in this. Well, yeah. when I said like he he tends to be a little wooden, um, usually plays Josh Hartnett. I, I think <laughs> yeah. that might have worked. <laughs> I think that might have worked for this movie because he's like this this uh, you know sheriff, and there's there's a reason why his wife. And he are split up. You yeah. know, maybe he's yeah. distant. Maybe he's cold. Maybe he's you know I don't know. Um, so it it made sense to me. It it didn't take anything away uh, from the movie to me. Some people just don't like Josh Hart in it, you know, at all. But I mean, I I really don't care. I mean, I, I liked him in H two O and Pearl Harbor, and, and I liked him in. Um, uh, Penny Dreadful, which if you guys haven't seen Penny Dreadful, you need to watch that. It's really good. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I did want a little little trigger warning. Some dogs get killed here. Uh, a lot. Of, it, it's funny. Some people can watch horror movies and watch people get killed all the time, but when you kill a dog, it's it's on. Yeah, but you don't really see anything. It's yeah, you don't see anything, no. but you see blood dripping, and and the, you can hear the dogs. Yeah. And what what you get from that is these these vampires have been planning this. Yeah. Um, they have been going around. The opening scene is Hartnett and his uh, deputy. And they're looking at this fire pit that's been made in the snow, and it's pretty much all the cell phones in the town. Have uh, you know who knows how long it took them, those vampires to you know sneak in there and 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 steal these phones and 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 to burn them, destroy them, because they're trying to you know shut down the the ways that these people can communicate. To the outside world, uh, they shut down the lights. They shut down the the landline phone system. They they do all that uh, in order to, you know, uh, con- um, cut these people off. Well, I mean, just to you know, also attached to the cast, you know, you have Ben Foster who's playing the person who's actually doing that, yeah. right? I mean, I'm guessing it's the you know, they, I think he's marked as the stranger, yeah. Um, but he's kind of like this this reluctant Renfield character, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they kind of send ahead of them yep. so that he can cut off, you know, uh, he can cut off people's access to the outside world. Yep. Um, and I thought that he was one of the strongest performances in the movie. I think there was a, yeah, was a great, great ambiguity to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't quite sure which side he was on as it went through. And uh, I thought his teeth were probably like the most disgusting thing in the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, that, that made me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he wasn't a vampire though, right? No, no, he, yeah, want, he just, just wanted to be. He wanted to be, and they, they just wanted to use him, you yeah. know, for for what their purposes were. And uh, he yeah. was very upset when we don't know he, much about him or what his whole thing is. It's just, yeah, we know they use him somehow. Yeah. I think it seemed like they might have made him some promises that they then did not follow yeah. through on. Yeah, and um, uh, I was in, in addition to Ben Foster. I mean, when I was when I was talking about. Uh, some of the cast in this movie, uh, Mark Boone Jr. 
who a lot of people will know as soon as you see him, you're like, Oh yeah, that guy. He's kind of like the, the chunky guy with kind of bushy hair and a beard. That man begins. I think he had just been in before. Yeah, this. He's been, he's in a, a ton of stuff. You'd know him exactly uh, as soon as you see him, but he's really good. Uh, Manu Bennett, um, Danny Houston. Danny Houston was amazing. Yeah. It was awesome. As yeah. I kind of wish we could have heard his voice more. Yeah. Cause he's got such a booming, powerful voice. Yeah. Um, it would have been great to actually hear him speak in the film. Yes. Well, he, he's the lead vampire. And I mean, he does speak, but he doesn't, they don't speak English. Yeah. But it's like clucks and clicks and stuff. Yeah, They have their own. <laughs> yeah. And that's what, that's one of my likes is, is these vampires. It made me think like these, these are like ancient creatures. I know. I you wish know, they could have got, got a their, little more of their story. Just a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and, uh, well, I, I think what they did is they kind of let it be like mysterious Yeah, because that makes it scarier. And, and by the way, I have not seen the second one. Uh, there is a second movie, 30 days of night. Uh, I forget what it's called. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know if that goes into things and there's even more comic books after this. So you might, you know, if, if you like that sort of thing, uh, they might go into it a little bit more. But I thought he was a great cast. Great job from the casting director to to bring him in, and he had a he had a presence about him, uh, and, and yeah, I really liked that. Like whatever that communication, that language was, it was just you know that kind of thing. Uh, the only I'll just say it now because it's in my it's one of the only dislikes is I wish they'd have had some subtitles. Um, yes, yes. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't necessary for every time they spoke because it was, but there was, a, there was a few times like they were communicating. Well, he was given like wanted, a whole dissertation. And I wanted to know what the heck he was yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, uh, but I also really like Is there a version film, of the film with subtitles? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, I, yeah. I, I don't I'm, think I'm not sure exactly. It. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if I've seen subtitles with that before. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I mean, the the um, I don't have it on Blu-ray. I actually ordered it on Blu-ray after I was watching it, but I watched it on Prime. And there yeah, were, that's there, where I watched it. There right? were no subtitles, but I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe I watched I it on Prime. I don't think there were, but I feel like I've seen somewhere that there's actually things that he's saying. Like he's actually there. There's actually dialogue that he's telling them. But yeah. now that I you're saying you know it, I'm like, what it yeah. was. Yeah. I have to take a look, you know, a little deeper and, and see if there is a version. And if, and if you're a listener and you know this movie and you know that there is a version with subtitles, let us know. Because I would like to know what the heck he's saying uh, in some spots. Um, but, you know, uh, did you like the screams? Oh, man, I love those screams of the of the feral vampires. They were just so like. Uh, I kind of liked it in, at first. It did get a little bit annoying though in grading, I think. It very it reminded me of like the ring race from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like that. Uh, it, um, it was a little bit overused, I think, as it as it went on. You think so? I don't I mean that's they're feral. That's what like if they were out, you know, uh hunting and stuff, they would communicate or or if they were feeling pain or something. Yeah. Uh I I thought it was good. I really did. As far really as did. the sounds go, this it kinda reminded me of um 
you know how in The Servant they didn't really have a soundtrack so much as just like a lot of weird noises? This movie kind of had some of those, just like sounds mm-hmm. instead of music. Yep. Some of them were kind of jarring. Yep. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool. Yep. Um, let's see. What else? Um, the trencher scene was epic where they used the trencher on the. Yeah, that was fun. That was awesome. Yeah, with uh, Mark Boone Jr. driving it. Yes. Yeah, and, and man, that one that one uh, vampire got cut right in half. That was great. And <laughs> it didn't. It, you know, I, I really do believe what you were saying, Vin. I, I agree with it a hundred percent. Is that they they had a good line between CGI and practical effects? Because I mean, there there are certain things that was definitely C- cgi you, you saw a couple um headshots uh with a with a gun you know blowing somebody's head off you know absolutely cgi um there's some blood splatter and that sort of thing when they're ripping people's throats out uh but there's also like gaping wounds in in their necks and and things that that look practical uh there, well, there's there was, some amazing beheading scenes in dude, this. I and right I think here. that's like the the combination that we're seeing, like when Billy gets his head cut off. I, I was like blown away. I'd forgotten all about that. That's probably one of the best beheading yeah. scenes I've ever seen in any movie. No, I, mean, I agree. That, that was impressive. They don't even shy away from it. They're just looking, you're just looking right at it, and it's like his head is hanging half off. I know. And they don't cut away from it. Yeah. And and it looked real. It really yeah. did. Um, so uh, th- I believe, don't quote me on this, but I, I believe all that was real fire. It sure looked real. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, that's all real fire. It is. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I mean, that's a little thing, but I appreciate that. I mean, that there's real fire there because uh, fake fire, CGI fire can really take me out of it. Uh, I, I don't enjoy um, looking at that, uh, come on now. They had a kid vampire yeah. and I was like, um, okay, well, how are they going to run? And they just went for it, man. They chopped her head off. Yes. And I was like, they're not even, and, and it was like the 15 year old that had to chop this little girl's head off. And that kind of, you know, really got to him. Uh, and they were, he was, you know, they were asking, you know, even know her name. Cause I guess they were turning certain people, right? I mean, they were killing, but they were also turning, right? Now I see this is, this is where the issue is. I think I'm looking at IMDB right now under quotes uh-huh. and there are quotes from Marlo saying when he's speaking in the vampire language, um, it's like, you know, he says, there is no escape, no hope, only hunger and pain. That which can be broken must be broken. Now, I did not see any of this stuff on the version I read, but there are de- there's definitely a version of this film where you know what he's actually saying. Okay. And well. I think, like you say, no, we should have come here ages ago. Um, oh, here's one. The heads must be separated from their bodies. Do not turn them. So the people yep. that are being turned are ones that they fail to decapitate. Yes. So they're, they weren't intending to make those people vampires. Okay. But yeah, see, that means that there's two versions of this film out. That that would that would have taken one of my only dislikes out because I was like, yeah, oh, some subtitles. So um, I'm gonna have to search for that. I'm, I'm sure I could find it online somewhere, but um, maybe they have to yeah. get like, turned on. 
like when you watch it on Prime, maybe you have to turn on the subtitles or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I had my I always watch the subtitles and it just gave me regular subtitles and then nothing when he was talking, just like two little um, hashtag signs, you know, wow. yeah, like okay. when they do music or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But he talks for long enough that it felt weird to not hear what he was. I mean, if he was just making some noises that was, you know, you could tell was just giving some kind of command to them. No, he was yeah. like saying he was having a conversation and it felt funny not to know what yeah. he was saying. Yeah. Um, so I really thought that the uh, the gore in this movie was was really good. It, it, it was a, it was a good balance. It wasn't like over the top gore, uh, just for the sake of gore. But it, it was it was it was really good. Uh, there's a nice head on a spike. Uh, yeah, I, I just man. Well, and <laughs> just, it's made even better by the palette that you're talking about because everything is like blue, gray, white, or black until the blood starts flying. Yeah, and then you got this red blood everywhere. And and mm-hmm. the blood's on the snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, really, really good. Uh, I really, uh, I just wrote this down uh, during the movie, but I love the fingernails of the vampires. And when Danny Houston um, kills that guy and then puts his uh, fingernail on the record player, yeah, and, mm-hmm. the, and the record player starts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty creepy. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see what else I got. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote about this score that it was it was kind of ominous i said but mm-hmm. but minimal mm-hmm. and the very end when really things start to ramp up uh it was it was very synthy at the end and i i enjoyed that yeah so but i did say this uh, just not a dislike but what kind of name is eben i know <laughs> i don't know could they not just name him evan does it have to be eben hey sheriff eben what? <laughs> I've never heard of that name in my life. Have no. you? No. Okay. I always thought I was going crazy because I was. I, he kept saying this name, and I was like, "Is he saying Evan?" And I'm just hearing Eben. And then I looked. I it only up. knew because oh. I would have thought the same thing, but I had my subtitles on, so yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember. It's been like I said. It's been almost 20 years since I read any of the comics. I don't know if he was like a white guy. Or if maybe there was something more ethnic about him, possibly. Oh. Um, but I've that's never going off heard, theory. I've never heard yeah. that name of in any, <laughs> you know, any uh, culture. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But if you're named Eben, let us know. Or you know somebody named Eben. E-B-E-N. But um, I, I really like that. Uh, what's that big, that metal grinder? Yeah, some kind of crusher. Oh, dude. When that guy went in there, and of course, that was CGI, but it was so quick. Uh, Yeah. When he gets his arm ripped off, Mm -hmm. that looked great. Yeah. That looked great. Yeah, it did. Oh, my gosh. And there was a nice uh, reference to Bella Lugosi in this movie. Uh, Mark Boone Jr. goes, uh, hey. The this isn't Bella Lugosi we're dealing with. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, what else? Anything? Anything else good you want to say about this movie? I mean, definitely the the kills are brutal. Um, Yeah, they. I do feel like these vampires. They kind of they owe a lot. I think to like you know you know Dawn of the Dead had come out just a few years beforehand, 
Mm-hmm. The uh, remake, yeah. and you know you had the the fast moving zombie craze, and a lot of times they do kind of just feel like fast moving zombies. Um, but you know, I kind of wish that there was more variation in the kills rather than just mauling people all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe play with their food a little bit more. But uh, you know, it, it is it is it does make them frightening, and I do like that aspect. I like them like going on the rooftops. Yeah, you know, as they're moving through the yeah. town and everything like that. That was pretty good. Yeah, uh, the way I look at it is, is they're just so feral that. I mean, you know, yeah, are they? Really? How feral are they? Because they're wearing like formal evening wear. Like that was one thing I didn't really understand. Like I like the juxtaposition of the look of like this kind of feral face, like this Nosferatu like face, and then they're wearing, but they're wearing like suits and dresses, and I really didn't understand why. Like, you know, it, it doesn't. It seems like they always look feral. So they're not going to blend in, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure they don't. They never change their outfits. You, ra- you would have rather them been naked. No, I mean, I, I, I wish that there were, it made this sense for why they would be dressed that way. Yeah, some backstory might have been nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that was one of the things. Like, you know, that you know, I'm kind of swinging to some of the dislikes here. Um, we we're supposed to spend like 30 days in this town. It feels more like a couple of nights. Um, yeah. I don't know what the vampires are doing most of the time. You know, I feel like I kind of wish that it wasn't like a big massacre in the first act, you know, <laughs> like right in the very beginning, mm-hmm. um, because it seems like the vampires, I don't know if they just hang out in a room, you know, like for 30 days. Like, I, I kind of feel like it would have made more sense. Like, okay, if they're, they're dressed up like with evening wear, cause like they're going out to like a dinner party, <laughs> you know? Um, or, if it was more like more like they were like outlaws, you know, in the wild west who took over a town, you know, mm-hmm. and we'd see them like going through people's things and parading in the streets and carousing, <laughs> you know, like maybe like parading with body parts or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have them see them do something uh, during that time because I feel like the movie, you know, again, I, I I do focus a lot on like when it comes to like storytelling aspects. Um, but I feel like the movie squanders a lot of the time that it has uh, when it could be giving us more interesting subplots. Um, but it, it's not giving us enough. And, you know, I'll go into more dislikes later with that. But that was just yeah. one of them with the vampires. I feel like we could have had way more from these vampires. I don't need a whole backstory, but I would like a little bit of an explanation for why they're at least wearing, like, you know, nice clothes. <laughs> Uh, it's not a lot to ask. Maybe they not. were just. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I just didn't even. I didn't even think about it. Didn't care. You know. I don't know. I, I, why are the uh, guys in the Lost Boys wearing clothes? Well, no. I mean that makes sense. Like they're they're hanging well, out. Yeah, but they live. Um, they live, know, they live the in a cave and they hang the upside down. I mean, yeah, they, but they don't stay in the cave all the time. They actually blend in with the populace, and they go. You know, they go riding on carousels and crap. <laughs> these people, I, I don't these, know what these people do. Who and says they, they, they can't? Don't all the time. Who says they can't? But you okay, I'm going to say it again. It, so why do we? Why would we believe they could if we never ever see it? Mm-hmm. Are we sure these are vampires? There's nothing vampiric about them. They're like, that's um, one of the other things. Like the, yeah. the characters assume so much about them, with no reason to actually assume it. There's you know, like they say, they, they assume that sunlight kills them. Yeah. <laughs> they assume that they're immortal. Yeah. They assume that injecting blood will turn you into one when they've never seen anything like that. You know, the people who were getting turned were bit. Um, 
it's just like I, I feel I feel like there's a lot of you know it, it's it's a harsh thing to say, but there's a lot of lazy writing going on in this movie that is easy to kind of overlook sometimes because the visuals are so cool. Um, but I had a lot of problems with the things that it was asking me to accept with this, uh, with but the I plot. Don't, I, I just think you're thinking too much <laughs> instead of just enjoying the movie. I just like, I, I, isn't this like a horror review podcast? <laughs> of course it is. But what I'm just saying, what I'm saying is, is like, I just don't need, uh, yeah, they're vampires and they go in for the neck and they tear your throat out or tear your neck out so that they can drink your blood. Uh, I don't, don't think that they're eating people. They're, yeah, they're always going in. They're, no, they're they, it's almost like they they kill for sport. It's it, They're not getting anything out of killing these people except maybe turning a couple to add to their group. Okay. Well, Again, yes, I believe they are. I don't. We maybe we didn't get a lot of um, of uh, footage of them feeding, but they're into the neck of somebody, probably right in their artery, you know. And yeah, but we yeah. see that with fast moving zombies too. Okay, probably because it's just a really fast way to kill somebody. They don't do anything with the blood, I mean, you know. Their their teeth are sharp. Like vampires, you know, uh, I, I just feel like, you know, maybe this is something that's been, you know, uh, the only thing that I was thinking is maybe there could have been, um, you know, oh, we've heard about this back in, you know, or my grandfather used to say, you know, there was something like this that happened back, you know, and, um, and I just think that they kind of realized what they were. And they made assumptions. I think uh, Josh Hartnett, you know, injecting blood or whatever. Uh, what else were they going to do? He was like, "I've got to try something." And he was like, "And if it, it, and if people are being turned, that probably means it's an infection or there's a blood or type thing." So I'm going to do it. So you're making connections that the movie didn't make. You're doing mental gymnastics in order to connect these things because the no, movie is giving you that. I know, but I, but I don't need the it's movie just to like, spell when you were, when every you were, little like, thing out for no, me. But, I just don't. No, it's not. It, it's about good storytelling. It's not about giving the giving the viewer every single thing. I mean, you even talked about like Josh Hartnett's wooden acting. Maybe like, well, you know, you, you even said, I don't know, maybe that's why they didn't. You know, they didn't stay together. The thing is, you don't know why they didn't stay together. The movie never tells you why these people aren't together. But and they I never give care. you a reason for why they should be together. But I don't care. But It doesn't matter that's, to that's me why they didn't stay together. That, that is the emotional not... crux of the film that they are trying to present to you. No, that, and you don't care about it. That. No. I could have done without that love story. So if you're not going to give me... Th- I'm with kind of... I see both sides. If you're not going to give me that whole thing, don't even start it. If you just want to, if you just want like this crazy uh, gore fest, you can watch this movie like that. There's some, uh, you know, like the second half is all killing. I think that is the reason to watch the movie. It is the reason to, yes. It's not for all the other stuff that they're trying to give you. I'm I'm not saying this is, um, you know, Dr. Zhivago or something. uh, But what I'm saying is I I don't need all of that. I, I like movies where I have to kind of fill in the gaps with my imagination because then it can be anything I want. Okay. Uh, I think yeah, Melissa George, a difference between Melissa George had an affair with the deputy. Okay. That's what I think. I don't know. 
but I, it, it just doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, I just don't need all that. I, I just don't need all that. I really don't. This movie is good without all that, but I would have liked some a little. I still love this movie. Don't get me wrong, but I would like to know some of these creatures' story. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean even I the feel, creatures, I even like, even the people. Like, who yeah. are the two women that were with him at the end? Which two women? The two women that were with him and his brother. Just I think one was that girl that Kate was just townspeople. We spend we spent yeah. conceivably 30 days with these people. I don't yeah. even remember those women's names. I have no idea who they were. There's a little girl wandering around with blood that Stella all of a sudden has to save because we need it for the plot. Uh, and I have no idea who this girl is. Like it, the, these characters are so unbelievably undeveloped. Um, and that's a, that's a big problem. I think as far as the storytelling goes, I believe they, they focused in on three or four. Okay. Uh, I don't need to know all the backstories of everybody in the dang town. No, you don't, don't need to know the, the backstories. The girl that was wandering, be, the girl that was wandering that they used as a, as a distraction. We saw her at the beginning say goodbye to her parents or something. I remember that, and and they drove off or whatever, or got a bus or whatever they did. Uh, so we revisited her because she was alone or whatever. Um, so, but I didn't need to know like, well, gee, what's her GPA? I wonder. And what does she want to be when she grows up? You're, you're being, you're being hyperbolic here. I mean, this is like, <laughs> think about, think about something like tremors. Okay. Yep. Another, we have a, that's a small town under siege, right? These people, they have a very difficult time you know, to get out and everything like that. Every character in that movie is distinct and even sometimes relatable in some way. Their deaths are memorable and impactful because we don't want to see them go. And there's virtually none of that here. Okay. Right. How I mean, many, like how many characters I, I were there in Tremors? But I remember them because of their, the, the acting and the characters and the interactions. How many characters were there in Tremors? Uh, as far as on-screen deaths and stuff, probably at least around equal to this. No, not yeah. even close. Most not of the deaths, close. dude. There's like a there's a small like, handful of people trapped inside that store, and then there's Michael Gross and his yeah, wife. I think he's saying as far as the ones they focus in on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're talking about a uh, hundred and some people in this town, as opposed to like maybe ten in Tremors. I mean, uh, it's 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 completely different. No, no. Completely different. Just because we have an overhead shot of a bunch of people getting attacked does not mean that it's different. Because they only focus on a couple of deaths inside this movie, and the only ones that are memorable are when humans are cutting off heads. I, d- I just don't, you know. I, I mean, maybe you want maybe you want cr- more creative kills, like you said, but I, I don't need I, I don't need my feral vampires. To be Jason and be like bending people over backwards and, you know. No, but I also don't need my feral vampires just to be like fast moving zombies most of the time. But I, d- I don't think they, they were like fast moving zombies. I, I just don't. I don't. I think I most of the time that's what they were acting as. Yeah. They weren't very I, I distinguishable from that. I just don't. I, I guess we just want different things from, from the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I don't need to know anything uh, Josh Hartnett, Melissa George, his brother, and then Mark Boone Jr., the share, um, the deputy guy, uh, just just a few guys. 
Manu Bennett, that was his name, Billy. You know, that that's all I need. I don't need to know all these frivolous characters and their backstories and so that I feel bad when they die. I don't I don't care. I don't think we're saying that we need them. I think we'd saying we would like to have had them. I, I'm saying it would have been a better movie. The movie's yeah. already an hour and 53 minutes. What, yes, I mean, but they hyper-drilled down want, on Josh Hartnett. He, he, wanted to, he was in every single scene of the movie. Of course, he's the main character. <laughs> he's the main so we could have had a few less scenes of him and maybe just a little bit to maybe show these vampires getting ready to come into the town. Give me, Tell me who the stranger is. Tell me why the Stella and there's a reason separated. why he's called the stranger. They don't want to tell you his name. They don't want to tell you nothing about him because they want it to be mysterious. I, I don't care what his name was. I don't yeah, the stranger should be mysterious, but like do what, do Stella what? and Eben's like relationship isn't supposed to be mysterious when they keep focusing on it. Mm-hmm. Do oh, what? We, have, we have to sit there and listen to them, like you know, it basically crying into a walkie-talkie back and forth, saying, "I shouldn't have left you." Uh, I'm like, I don't know why I'm listening to this because I you don't give me information for why any of this is happening. But it doesn't matter. Oh they're God, a husband matter. and wife. It matters when you're telling a no, story. No, they're a husband and a and wife. You're trying to make feel it. They're <laughs> a husband and a wife who are separated. That, that's yeah. all you need to know. And then, so you know there's a connection there because they're husband and wife. And something got in between. I don't care what it was. Maybe Josh Hartnett gave her herpes. I don't know. Um but I don't need to know. All I need to know is that they they were married, so there's absolutely a connection there. And this has brought to light the fact that they still care about each other and whatever. I, I, but I don't, I, you know, I wasn't crying over it. You know, I don't. Have either you of know. you seen um, Stephen King's Storm of the Century? A long, a long time, time yeah, ago. About the stranger comes into town during the winter and... If you look at like now, I know that was a mini series, and so it was a little bit longer. But the amount of like character development there compared to this, yeah, that movie sucks. Movie. <laughs> that I did, that uh, that mini sucks. I'm sorry. I don't know. The book might be good, but I I, I was like, no, nah, didn't like I'm that. Just... I, it's just so it's so much different to have a mini series as opposed to an hour and forty five minutes to. To tell all these stories, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, but I'm just saying, you if you if you make a film well, you can very quickly relate to an audience why like two characters care about each other, right? I'm just saying that like Val and Earl and Tremors had a better and more convincing romance than mm-hmm. Eben and Stella. Uh, it, it, it's there isn't an excuse. Excuse me. Kind of thing. It's Eben. That's what I said. <laughs> you said Eben. And oh, even okay. Please do not mispronounce <laughs> Eben's name. Do not mispronounce his name that you've never heard before. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> but I, but I'm just saying I don't need to. Why do I need to know? Okay. Why let, they let, have a let me romance. give you another. Let they, me give you another dislike married. that maybe you do need. They were married. Okay. They were the, married. There is a lot of inconsistency in this film. Okay. Um, like they can stop and flip over a truck but they can't chase victims to another truck and follow it. That kind of irritated me. And secondly, there's snow everywhere. Nobody knows how to look down and look at snow tracks. They're looking for humans and they keep losing them somehow. It's freaking snow. You can follow people all around town. 
this is just something that the movie has to continually ignore the entire time. Okay. I kind of wish that they made the vampires like they had really bad senses. Like they couldn't see or hear or smell well. But Vin, instead of like this hypersensitive sensitivity. This movie is is awesome. And you're you're thinking about snow tracks. I just yeah. I, I just don't care. There's I'm so thinking much about go- logic. There's so much going <laughs> on. Logic. There's so much <laughs> going on in that town. Even from that that overhead aerial shot, there's people running everywhere. There's vampire. Danny Torrance was five and he knew about snow tracks. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's because there was one set. One set. There was snow tracks all over the place from all over for everybody. Like, I just, I don't understand like why that's a a concern. I just could not Uh. care less, but, but, you know, also there near the end, it was it was on and off blizzarding, so the snow tracks would get covered up. So their fresh tracks would be easy to follow. I mean, you've got the whole movie. You've got. I mean, there, there's it's windy. It's cold. No, they only had like two whiteouts, and those are the only times that they move buildings. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. Okay. What else? What else we have? Uh, Taminator, anything else? Nope. <laughs> Tammy went quiet when I said that Storm of the Century yeah. stuff. You shot me down, so nope. Oh gosh. <laughs> Storm of the Century. Well, know. because it's more like it's like Tom, this thing doesn't I mean uh, Mark, this thing doesn't make sense. I don't care. <laughs> That's all for <laughs> you just don't care about that. So mm-hmm. But I don't but I just don't I think it does make sense. And we're you're, and you're we're doing, putting it under such a microscope. You're doing mental gymnastics. No, simply following tracks in a snow when you're chasing somebody is is very very basic. Okay. All righty. I I just don't me- remember the scene where a vampire was tri- chasing somebody, and then the person got away. And the vampire was just standing there looking around like, where'd it go? Uh, You know, there's probably, maybe I'm doing the mental gymnastics, like you were saying, like playing with food. These these vampires could could most certainly have done things different, whatever, but they were were a little cocky, you know? You know, there is no escape, you know, and, and they're up on the roof or whatever. And they they think they've got plenty of time. They're 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 they fed at the beginning. So you say, what were they doing for thirty days? Probably hanging out. You know, hey, when are we going to eat again? Like maybe they don't need to. If we knew what he was saying, we'd know what they were. Maybe there was some hint there. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, they could have shown us what they were doing. Like maybe they had a camp outside of town, or I, I, I don't know. But I mean, I didn't need that, but. It would have been, it may, maybe it would have given them uh, another tenth of a point. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's just, I just think we disagree on this one. Big time. Big time. But that's okay. That's okay. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me, Tammy. I'm not mad at you. 
because uh, 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 I threw shade at Storm of the Century. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to watch that again. Give another chance nope. just for you. Nope. Because I haven't seen it since. What was it? The 90s? 1999. Yes. That was a very good year. <laughs> <laughs> Still love me, Vin? Not with all my heart. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I did. I did. Another dislike that I had was uh, maybe just a tad more character building at the beginning, like maybe ten minutes. Like, why are you serious? You're going to say that right now? Yeah, you're going to say After that. All right crap? <laughs> no. You're really going to bring that up? No, I said just a little bit, you and I didn't. I didn't. Maybe just more of Eben <laughs> and Stella. I'm not talking about anybody else. Oh my god! You're talking about all these, um, uh, you know. Is this one of the main on- things I was saying, Tammy? No. Yes. <laughs> no. I can't believe I just heard that come out of his mouth. Yes. <laughs> yes. But uh, you were talking more about, um, you know, all these uh, superfluous characters. <laughs> and all, like this girl, you know, coming through the middle of the street or whatever. I don't care about. Well, I talk her. about them too, but I also said that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the whole thing exactly. between Eben and Stella was completely undeveloped. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it's that big of a deal. I just don't. So anyway, all right. And you didn't like the ending. Who right? was you? Who were you talking to? The Vin, because you said you didn't like the fact that he. Um, Injected himself with uh, vampire blood and turned himself. No, I thought that that was fine. I just wish he had a reason to do it. <laughs> I, I, I wish I wish because he had a reason to know that it, that kind of thing would actually happen. Because he saw people who he knew that had been turned. People who had not been injected with blood. They had been bitten. But the same thing, same thing. You get the blood and the saliva or whatever. Same Wait, thing why wouldn't like, he go same... up to like Billy, whose teeth were changing, and like shove his you know forearm into Billy's mouth or something? If he actually <laughs> wants to change, I mean, we 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 have he has seen nothing at all of blood transfer from a vampire is what people are are, are being turned from. There was none of that in the movie. Maybe Billy should have just spit in his mouth. Uh, maybe, maybe if they French kissed, that maybe that's been, what, what the movie that, needed. I don't that know. That would have been interesting. They could have like, <laughs> uh, you know, cut their gums up and then French kissed. And it would have been. I'm just saying, Evan injecting himself and having the fight, I was okay with. Um, and the very end scene, I thought was actually pretty decent. Um, and I thought the special effect especially looked pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, I wish there was more emotional weight to it. Like I could give a crap about these two people. Um, but, you know, it looked good. It did. It did. <clears throat> did you like the ending, Taminator? What was the ending? Josh Hartnett, <laughs> the sun came up and oh, stuff, they, and he and he turned he he burnt. Yes. Okay, thank you. Um yes, I did like that. Yeah. Now what was that they were um something about I know I know Vin you had a problem with the uh how they figured out the lights would hurt them. Yeah. Okay. Because you had no, you know, you, you said like, you don't think, no, that's that's the one that is the one that you can actually try to make some kind of connection to the fact that they waited till the sun was down for 30 days. Like that's, I'm I'm pretty much okay with that, even though they would not have any direct evidence for it. I don't mind them trying that out. 
Yeah, because they and they the try, fact that he's on the walkie-talkie and he work. said that it would work, I'm yeah. okay with that. I mean, they, they, that that's what I'm okay with. All right. But all right, but it was crazy because that that woman that came in and got burnt or whatever, then uh, Danny Houston just just ate her. Yeah. It, I don't yeah. know if he ate her, but he sucked the blood or he took her neck out or whatever. He bites her. That's what they do. They just bite. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish he would have uh, um, bent her over backwards or or that didn't what? sound. I know. Wait, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? The, uh, when I was talking about Jason. No, that I'm learning a lot about Mark's dreams and fetishes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be quiet. <laughs> And by the way, when Evan runs out the back door and he goes hiding in some other building, that's probably a time when they could have followed his tracks. It was dark. Oh, yeah. They're not vampires or anything. It was dark and they were uh, very distracted by the fact that one of their own had just died (laughs) of being burnt. So there you have it. All right. Let's go ahead and rate this bad boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Vin come in first. <laughs> well, I had said right from the very beginning that I my dislike like side <laughs> was longer than my like side. However, the stuff I liked, I really liked. Right? Um, this is not a movie that I would mind watching again, especially because I like the gore. Uh, so for me, it's like a seven point five. I think it could have been a lot higher if the writing and story was stronger and. More, more, and it just kind of made sense, or you know, gave me a reason to give a crap um, about the characters. Uh, but I think that for the gore, especially in the visuals, it's it's a seven point five, and it's not. You know, I wouldn't mind watching it again a couple years from now, like down the road. And be like, yeah, yeah, I can get in the mood for it. All righty, how about you, Taminator? Well, I didn't say too much because I kind of see both of your sides, so I couldn't really argue either one. I think you can, if you try to, you know, go into it wanting something, you're not going to get it. So just forget it. But if you just want to see a really good looking movie with a lot of really good gore, this is a good one to put on. I think it's rewatchable. I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I think it's like, I'll definitely watch it again. But I totally can get behind everything that Vin said as far as what was missing. It didn't make me not like the movie it was missing, but if, or I think I would have given it a higher score if I could have had some of the stuff that I wished was in there. But just for what it is, I mean, it's great. So Yeah, and that's basically what, I'm, what I was saying, what you just said, too. It's yeah. entertaining. I didn't hate it at all. Um, I just found certain aspects lacking where I really wish that they were there. Yep. All right. Well, I give this one a nine out of ten, and if I watch the um, a version that has subtitles for the vampires, well, guess what? It might be a nine and a half out of ten. That's how much I like this movie. I think it's uh, uh, a damn good time. It's a damn good time. I enjoy it, and to me, it's um, if we're talking about horror in the winter, it's it's a top a top 10, maybe top five film for horror in the winter. Um, I mean, uh, of course, uh, the thing, the shining misery, let the right one in, you know, those I like cold prey one and two black Christmas. 
but this one this was probably definitely top 10 for me for horror in the in the cold so there you have it well that was a quite a spirited conversation we haven't had one of those in a while that's all right that's okay though i still love both of you still love you even though we might have have one with the next movie we might we'll see (laughs) but see i'm not as i'm not as passionate about the next movie you know 30 days of night i'm a little passionate about because i really like it so all right well we're going to take a quick break and when we get back we're going to get into our um feature review of let it snow which is a 2020 movie so remember we won't be spoiling that one um but we will talk about it in as much detail as possible we'll be right back i was like can you play the wake up playlist you like this one Turn that up! Louder! Alice! Oh my god, what is that? Don't touch it! It's a good song! No! Stop! Stop! What are you doing? I know it's a great song with its catchy melody and sing-along lyrics, but we cannot play that song. It's only a song. I'm just gonna play it one more time. Don't! Stop! Killer songs you can't resist. Spotify. All right, we are back, and we are going to get into our feature review of 2020's Let It Snow. Um, it is a, I mean, I think it came out just, let me look here, in September, September 22nd. Uh, this one you have to purchase on Prime for $5.99. I'm sure you can get it on um, iTunes or VOD. Um, pretty sure that would have been the case no matter what it, like it wouldn't have been out in the theaters. Cause this is, um, what, what country is this from? Let me George, know. Where's Georgia? Well, yeah, it's Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. South of like Russia, Ukraine, Georgia, Russian. Yeah. Ukra- it's, it's a Ukrainian, Georgian, Spanish, USA production. <laughs> so four countries got together and really, uh, put this one out. Um, it is rated R, one hour, 27 minutes long. And right now it's got a 4.3 out of 10, only 565 reviews on IMDb. Um, separated from her fiance after sneaking onto a restricted ski slope, Mia, a free riding snowboarder, must survive not only against nature, but the masked snowmobile rider in black who's out for her blood. Uh, it's directed by Stanislav Kaprilov. It's also written by him and Omri Rose. Uh, it stars uh, Miriam. I don't know if it uh, Solaka dies or I don't. I don't even know how to say that. Um, let me see. Uh, the, the main two here are Mia, which is Ivana Sokno, and Max uh, Alex Hoffner. Um, so let's go ahead and roll the trailer. When we get back, we'll get into our first impressions. It'll just be us, snow, two boards, and Black Ridge. 
I hope you enjoy your stay. I just wanted to tell you something. You shouldn't go to the Black Ridge. There are other places you can go, more beautiful and less dangerous. Danger? That's exactly what we're after. Five days ago, a man disappeared there. Okay, let's do this. We're going to let uh, Taminator go first uh, on this one. What were your first impressions of Let It Snow? Well, just right out of the gate, I'm going to say that Let It Snow is the worst movie of 2020 that I have seen. <laughs> and You're if you, crazy. No. And if you are interested in watching a girl slug through snow for an hour and a half, this is the movie for you. Yeah. All righty then. <laughs> Vin. Uh, yeah, the, the first half of the movie, um, you know, kind of like uh, Three Days a Night, you know, the cinematography, great visuals, um, although it's really difficult to screw up making Snowy Mountains look great. Um, and oh, oh, man. I've seen it happen in many movies. Yeah, it's, yeah it, you got to really be inept to do something like that. Um, and definitely, there's certainly some stunning shots that must have been very difficult to get in this. I'll definitely give it that. But uh, man, as the movie went on, kind of like what Tammy said, uh, I got at turns bored and then irritated. I started yep. checking the time, yep. realizing the story was going nowhere, yes. <laughs> kind of counting the minutes to when it finally be over. Yes. Um, yeah. It, I remember when I said how I separate my my notes and the likes and dislikes. Yeah. The dislike category is very long. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot in the like category. I have one thing in my like category. One. Yeah, I've got three. <laughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> All righty. Um, my first impressions, this is the second time that I, that I've seen this one. Uh, I actually enjoyed the movie. Um, it definitely has its problems. Uh, for sure. Well, I have some dislikes as well, but I thought that uh, there was some some really good stuff to to latch on to, and I think that um, this filmmaker, uh, who I guess he really hasn't done too much uh, besides for this. I'm looking up right now. Well, maybe he should stay at his day job. <clears throat> oh gosh. 
Wow, throwing shade. <laughs> yeah, he's done. He's done two shorts, and then this, uh, and he's currently filming an, another film. But um, yeah, I, I think that uh, there's there's a lot to like here. Um, I thought that the cinematography was was actually stunning, and I'm not just talking about the fact that there were um, mountains, uh, but the way that um, some of these shots work, the camera work. Uh, I really liked the um, uh, the fact that uh, when she was uh, disoriented and stuff, like uh, some of the shots were upside down, and they've got a wide lens showing the the vast and the scenery, and then the the disorientation she was feeling with that you know upside down type. Yeah, uh, that made thing. me feel disoriented. That was good. Yeah, yeah. The cinematography is top notch. <laughs> yeah. And there, there are some really the, cool scenes in this. So he should have just made a snowboarding documentary, which is what I think he really wanted to do, and let it go at that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I thought that the acting in the movie was good. Uh, didn't know. Okay. I, I didn't, I don't know any of these uh, actors, but I mean, what was, what was wrong with the acting? Uh, I thought, uh, are we starting? Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, I thought sure. the fiance was, what? Uh, oh, he was, oh, I, I hated every moment that he was on screen. The girl, the main girl, I guess wasn't, she wasn't terrible. Like, I just got way too much of her. And there's nobody really else in the movie, basically, too much. Yeah, the only thing yeah. with the the actress, I thought that she was a decent actress. The only thing is that you know she was as an actress, she was actually born in the Ukraine, and mm-hmm. I think that she was like discovered in Canada or something like that. You know, um, from what I was reading. But there's times when you can actually hear her Ukrainian accent. So mm-hmm. I just kind of wish that they had made the character like originally from Eastern Europe or something. And um, you know, there's this whole section where there's a language barrier. Uh, yeah. but you know, and she's supposed to be like this American who doesn't know any other language, it seems, um, you know, but it's, she clearly has an accent sometimes. And I just kind of wish that they incorporated that into the story somehow. Yeah. I can see that. I didn't really notice, uh, an accent at all, but it, uh, I could tell she wasn't really American. Um, I did pick up on that. I didn't know where she was from, but her, you could, she slipped on her accent, her American Yeah, accent. there's a few things that she says. You're like, oh, that doesn't sound mm-hmm. American at all. Oh, I didn't get that. But, I mean, I, I think her looks, she looks kind of Eastern European. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Max is supposed to be a little bit uh, of an annoyance. Uh, I think that's his his character. But a he's, a, he's a real bro. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's the, oh, he <laughs> yeah. the bro with the side of bro. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> you two are hard. Top, right? you, guys, you guys are hard to please tonight. I will tell you that. <laughs> I didn't hate him as much as Tammy, but it's yeah. he is definitely a bro. That's all. <laughs> I mean, like I said, the acting in this movie is just fine. There, it's you know. It is. It's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I like the score as well. Uh, I thought that um, the flashbacks yeah. the, were a the good score. way to to yeah. help 
developed characters without spending a ton of time at the start, but I don't think they used him enough. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I didn't get, um, like when in this one, like definitely 30 days of night with, with the, the main two characters, that relationship or whatever this, I, I didn't care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was very one-sided. I think she was way more into him than he was into her. I think he was into himself. Well, I don't know. He was, he was going to propose. Uh, yeah, I know, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I think his character was definitely into her, but, mm-hmm. but I just didn't, I didn't feel like, like I connected with him for, for some reason. And I don't know if he's, that would have, he's also taken out like so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That I feel like yeah. it would have been better if there was more time with him in that situation. Yeah. Uh, but he just, he just kind of like disappears from the movie basically. Yeah. Till the end. Yeah. I don't want to get spoilery, but you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, Which just I basically like. like that actor is no longer in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for this, most of the film, you know, <laughs> yeah. This, it, yeah. it is a movie of a girl walking through the snow. Everyone. I am telling you, <laughs> I think 4.3 is really super generous. This is like, this is the same as we were just talking about. They start a couple of like, throw some things that they never develop into the story. And yeah, then I have explain. in my notes. Yeah. I, my notes are literally, it says in the sec, the second half is really just the girl wandering the woods, running away and losing consciousness over and over. Mm-hmm. So, and how, okay. How, you really have to suspend your belief as far as her being supposedly in this frozen tundra. Not even like she could have put on her boyfriend's gloves. She didn't even pull her hood up. Like, I yeah. mean, she wouldn't have even lasted that long out there. Yeah, there are a thinking- few shots when I could see she had gloves on. So there's some continuity errors, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely thought there would be, um, like more, like maybe like frostbite. Like how or, just, or fingers or something. You know what I just said in the in the first movie, you could feel the cold. It's because when people would talk, you could see their breath. Just those little touches. There was none of that here. You know, she was just looked like she was out for a Sunday stroll. You know. Yeah, but I think yeah. the irony the irony is that she actually was, I think, in the snow, and in Thirty mm-hmm. Days and Night, that was like CGI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <breath>. Well, <laughs> they did a better job with the CGI yeah. than. Well, I, I think don't know. the thing is like it, it's. It, 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 they ask you too much suspending your disbelief that she's even still alive at a certain point. Yes. You know, like she, she's kind of an idiot character, right? Uh, like she, she, she comes to this one spot where there's like ruins of a stone building, mm-hmm. you know, where the, the walls are partly still standing and the sun's going to go down. And I'm like, Oh great. She's going to build a fire right there. So that, you know, like the, the heat will radiate from the wall. It'll keep her warm and she'll be able to survive you know, another night. And instead it immediately cuts to her building a fire at the base of a skinny tree in the middle of like a damn snow, snowfield. Um, like, and she somehow doesn't freeze to death. Cause I guess that little puny tree caught fire for 10 minutes uh, <laughs> yeah. while she was sleeping. It's like, it's impossible that this girl would yeah. still be alive, you know, yes. by the end of it. But we we're supposed to believe that she's still like wandering around after that. Um, it, it's kind of ridiculous. Why didn't she go back in? Why didn't she go back in that, uh, house? You know, she came back. Um, yeah, well, we see her wander the house for a while just to build some fake she, tension that never goes anywhere. We get a, a chicken scare. 
Yeah, yeah she but saw I'm like, something what? in there that could possibly link the guy to her boyfriend's disappearance, didn't she? No, she yeah. didn't. She she eventually sees. I mean, I don't get clear. She eventually sees an item that she knows that there's something going on, but that was outside that she sees it. She doesn't see okay. it inside the building. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. then and then the snowmobile person shows up. Yeah. And then we get to the the tent with the doll baby right. and all the crosses and, yeah. and the guys, you know, tied and up of like, in there. Like, and I hated oh. that scene. Oh, that scene irritated me so bad. Yes. Like, well, you know, okay, this is a minor spoiler, okay? But when she she goes into that place that you're talking about, right? There's like an altar on the right-hand side that has like knives and a cleaver. And she goes over, she picks up a cleaver and then she puts it back down. Yep. And she can literally see a dude tied up in the freaking cave. And she knows this is a bad place. And that supply of weapons right there, she just walks on by and yep. doesn't pick one up. I hated that character and I wanted her to die right then. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? Like if while she was traipsing for days through the snow, if the snowmobile would have kept coming, because she's like it's like that scene from North by Northwest where the planes after Cary Grant and he has nowhere to go. You know, there was nowhere for her to go to get away from the snowmobile. Yet it comes like what once, maybe twice, and yeah, it, a couple the times. whole rest of the time yeah. she's just walking. Like if it had continued to menace her, I would have immediately liked the movie much better. Well, th- this is this is the big problem I think with the movie is that it follows very closely to the slasher template. Right. You know, you have a prior evil. You have these outsiders that come in and they ignore the warnings of the locals. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, at that point, they're supposed to be slowly picked off, except it's just her. So unlike slashers, there are no kills to keep the audience interested. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the main reason people go to slashers is to watch the kills and they tolerate all those tropes because it's the kills that are the new thing. Right. Yeah. They, they, they yeah. understand the formula. The kill is something different that they haven't seen before, but there's none of that here. They don't give us the kills. So it's a slasher film without kills. Yeah. Uh, it, it's ugh. yeah. Well, like you've already, we've already said it. The boyfriend literally disappears. There's no kill. You know, it's not like right. he's just gone. It's just her wandering and running away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's not even fighting back. She's just running away the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, I was, in my notes, I was like, I think this could have been a lot better if there was more action as far as like mm-hmm. kills or deaths. Like, show what happens to the old man. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. how, how about the rescue guys? Because what you need here is a body count. Um, right. Or at least a way not- to like put them on equal footing. Like if she could like set up a trap for the snowmobile or something like that, you know, where yeah. the, the killer loses the snowmobile and now it's like a foot chase or something, you know, something like that. But it's well, just, it's just, if, if she would have you know, picked up one of those cleavers as that snowmobile's coming by, whack yeah. it out. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah, or at least it cut, a, cut a fingers off or something yep. like that as it goes by, um, you know, but it's. There, there's, I mean, like I said, there's some cool visuals, and I, you mentioned the score. I think the score is actually really good. There's like these deep cello sounds. Yeah. Yes. But that's the only yeah. thing tying this movie together. This my is, one, my this like is... on my li- my one like on my list is at <laughs> at first she's following her, her bo- well her boyfriend's blood trail in the snow, and I thought that was really cool. You know, after yeah. he disappears, she's literally there's like a trail of. Blood, that's all that she has to go on. Yeah, but then the like, blood in the snow looks really good. Mm-hmm. 
And the rose is in the snow, too. That looked yeah. Too. And yeah. there's a snowman scene that looked really cool, although the scene surrounding it was just kind of ridiculous, but um, yeah. the visual was cool. Yeah. That, yeah, it was very disturbing. Like, that was a punch in the gut. Yeah. yeah. It's not uh, what I was expecting. I think that this, this film is 95% style. And mm. not not a lot of substance. Oh, there's and not a lot like, of dialogue either. Like you've got to yeah. be like I mean, there's, I, not, not. there's like no story in the second half, practically. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like if they would have been imaginative and, and put a body count in here, this could have been something really special. Um, because it had the it had the filmmaking qualities of something really good and top notch, but I don't know what they thought, what they were thinking when they, it's, it's exactly what you said, Vin. It's a slasher without kills. And but they, they hint like, okay, we see that hand protruding from the snow that only the audience is privy to at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Imagine if she'd come across a couple bodies out there or body parts or I don't know if that hand yeah. is attached to anything. Or even other people who hadn't been killed yet yeah. that are hiding, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and she's with them for a while, yep. uh, well, you know, like near the end. I'm just going to say that because it's not, uh, I guess it is a little bit of a spoiler, but you're not going to know. This has been going on for a while. (laughs) The the crosses etched in, Mm -hmm. there were at least 35 of them. Yes. Yeah. If there were more people in those woods that were trying to escape and she's running across them, that'd be, that would have been giving Mm -hmm. us something. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and even like the ending, it's like, I mean, it, in I, I don't know if it's just supposed to be an explanation, but they make it like it's some kind of reveal. You know, like, oh, that's who it is. Like, of course, that's friggin' who it is. Like, that was the only person that it could have been. But, like, why did you keep it a secret from us? (laughs) You know, you're 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 playing it like like you have a you have a you know a wild card in your deck. You don't. We we see your hand. I don't understand what. Well, yeah, because especially because they never introduced any other characters, really. No, but, but they well, show the us that man, picture on the phone, and we know that man, that's the one person we haven't was seen the yet. Only, the old man was the only red herring, and yeah. she wasn't sure, you know, because she passed out. She yeah, wasn't sure who he was. That's taken away very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the quickly, hotel and Plus, girl. he was way too big, way too well, fat to be yeah. a person yeah. on the, the snowmobile. So. But the yeah. hotel girl is another one, because she, she makes that strange mark on the door, and she's just yeah. acting really weird but yeah did you think that she might have been family that is what i think still think yeah i think she she also had no eyebrows did you know that it was weird um (laughs) is that what i knew something was weird looking about i didn't know know it couldn't be her because we keep switching we keep switching back to her at the hotel while this other stuff is going on so we know it's not her you know it's but she might be she might be in on it somehow. Well, she is because very, she, yeah, at the very yeah. end. Yeah. But, but she's, um, she doesn't want to be. Yeah. 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 Anyway. I mean, we're, um, we're, we're kind of spoiling quite a bit, but honestly, so little happens in the second half. Like you, you can't, you can't not spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. there's well, no twists. There's no don't turns. Watch the trailer that if either of you watch the trailer, it, no, it takes all of the action because combined it equals about a minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> and if you watch the trailer, you've seen the whole movie, just splice in some of her walking around in the snow and you've seen the whole entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We saw yeah, an I'm- axe at one point show up and I was excited to see what that was going to do. No, no, it's gone for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I, I think that, um, it, it, like I said, it's got top-notch filmmaking uh, qualities as far as cinematography, score, there sound. Quality behind the camera, definitely. Yes, but um, maybe this guy should let someone else do the writing. Because, I mean, that what this is, is this could be like a... Um, a showpiece for your like cinematography skills or something. But I but said no you should have made a documentary of, about snowboarding or Ukrainian that, mountains or something. Well, see, that's not um, the cinematography is not the same guy. I mean, this, the director uh, and the writer is a completely different guy. The cinematography mm-hmm. is uh, uh, Yevgeny Usinov. Um, and I, I knew what he was that, doing. Yeah, absolutely, and. Uh, he's got just a, a few other things on his, uh, you know, filmography, and, and it's just nothing I've ever heard of. It's all like Russian stuff, shorts, and that kind of stuff. So uh, he definitely could go places, but you know, the, the director has to has to figure out like either how to write or how to let somebody else write, and then <laughs> like I can only imagine he was working with like a super limited budget. Um, but even then, like we have to have like some other interaction. There would have to be like some kind of subplot or, you know, a, like a B character <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> to you fill up some of this space. You're gonna get that because, like, he, okay, there's an avalanche and she gets swallowed by it, and then there's a scene where someone is poking a sharp stick into the snow yeah. to try to injure her. Yeah, and um, yeah. like if she would have continued to be menaced like that through the rest, so you think that oh. Okay, cool. This is where this movie's going, and then that just kind of just that's it. Yeah. And then she just walks through the snow for a really long time. <laughs> now, what I would say is, if you want to see uh, a Norwegian slasher in the snow, watch Cold Prey, um, one and two. Slasher with thrills. Yeah, three's <laughs> not that great, but uh, that. You know, this could this could have been something like that. Why why couldn't yeah. it have been a a group of people yeah. coming? You know, it just maybe didn't have enough money to pay more than two actors. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mind like the the setup at the beginning, like the the accident and. Like you said, no, there's like, a, there's you, a wrong you already have the fiance there. Like, yeah. have him stick around longer. Yeah. You know, have them yeah. try to work together somehow, and you know, and try and get out of this situation. And yeah, uh, yeah. The two and then it would guys. have been. And then if you see him die, then it would yeah. have been more more impactful. impactful. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. I, I was. I was. I, I enjoyed. The movie, to tell you the truth, I, I enjoyed the experience because I enjoyed the the filmmaking aspects of it so much. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did not invest in the story, and it was just a letdown as far as the story goes. So it, it gets a, a huge, huge knock um, off of that. Like it's like I would, I don't know if, if I'm going to say it the right way, but I would rather watch this again than watch like a a really, really cheaply made, you know, slasher. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'd rather watch this again than watch uh, don't go in the woods. From this the is end. definitely easy to look at. Yeah. You know, it's, 
you can have worse things on your screen as far as, you know, enjoyment of visuals (laughs) for this. It's just don't expect anything from the story at all. Yep. Exactly. All righty. Well, let's just go ahead and rate it because I think we're going to have to cut the conversation off or we'll spoil everything because yeah. like Vince said, there's, there's not much else to talk about. So, um, I'm going to go first and I, I give this thing a five and a half out of 10. And simply because like I said, I've, I've watched so many movies and I know what good filmmaking, like the actual, uh, cinematography. I know what that is. And that's what this is. But you have to have story. You have to have story and you have to have action. There's got to be some tension. And this, this film doesn't really have any tension at all. So there you go. Um, Terminator. I appreciate okay. what you, you just, you, you can you give it, a, you can give it a two. That's okay. Yeah, I'll give I it know a that's three. where you're headed. <laughs> I'll give it a three because I like that Russian setting. What was that one um, Sputnik, right? Earlier this year. I think there's some really cool things that that's just such a foreign. I don't know a lot about that part of the wood or the world. And I just, I don't know. I think that's interesting. So it gets some points for that. I just, it's just such a, it's a waste of a beautiful movie, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Vin. Yeah, I'm, I'm bouncing between two scores right now. I'm going to give it the higher score that I was thinking, just for the cinematography and the cool visuals, and that's a five. Um, it, it's I'm not. It's not a film that I would recommend at all. But um, if what we said still sounds interesting, <laughs> you know, like it is not. It is not a failure of a movie um, because the visuals are so strong. Uh, and like I said, I really liked the score. I thought the score was good. And overall, the acting wasn't bad. Um, it's just the story was not there. Uh, so a five for me, it's a below average film. But like you kind of said, Mark, I've definitely seen worse this year. Um, so it's definitely not on the bottom of my list for the year. I haven't seen worse this year, but I may not have watched as many things as you guys. I don't know. <laughs> this cannot be the worst movie you've seen this year. Yeah, tell me one, another bad one. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have got to have seen. Well, I, don't, I mean, I haven't watched six hundred of them or however many you have. So, but but you still have watched more movies. You know, I am a famous movie quitter, and I would have if I this was not a, a homework assignment. <laughs> I would have quit it. A famous movie quitter. <laughs> yes. Let me see. I want. I want to give you. You obviously didn't see Tokoloshe, the African curse. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Inner ghosts you didn't see. Nope. This is, okay, this is Taminator's, uh, what she's seen. (laughs) You didn't watch Veronica. It's a whole different level of. Oh, yeah, Veronica. That was, (laughs) that was definitely one. Um, Killer camera monsters, terror overlord. Overload, I mean. I can't Veronica. (laughs) Uh, hold up, hold up. I'm the dark not... military. Oh gosh. See, you okay, guys here, hang here. in there longer than me. I'm not like. Okay, you definitely have not seen Pigster. Okay, no. <laughs> um, no. 
uh, boneyard. No, I look at something like that and I'm like, <laughs> Scarecrow's like Revenge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah, I watched that one at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's rough stuff. It's rough stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a feeling what next next week we do Dreamcatcher, and you guys, you know, you're gonna both roast me on that one. So it'll, <laughs> it'll all I'm, come out. I'm gonna lunch. I'm gonna tear you tear the new yep. one. And I, I'm gonna and I'm come just gonna be like, <laughs> and I'm just gonna be like this. Uh, Thirty days a night. Mm-hmm. Thirty days. I'm looking night. at my list right now. I have Let It Snow at number eighty nine out of one hundred and thirteen. So not the yeah. worst that I've seen. Yeah, but. Still pretty low. Definitely. All righty. Well, there you have it. That is uh, episode 107. So let's go ahead and give our uh, plugs and let's get on out of here. Taminator, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, just slumming on our regular page or on my own page on Facebook. Tammy Turner, Taminator. Tammy Turner, Taminator. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How about you, Vin? Uh, Vin Horrorcast on Facebook and the blog is the com. All right. Yeah, you can check me out on Facebook. Uh, it's Mark Nato and also our uh, Horrorcast group on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at the HCast and also uh, the Horrorcast on Instagram. And if you're old school, you can email us at askthehorrorcast.gmail.com. Uh, next week, like I said, we'll be continuing our uh, cold-blooded horror series. And it's going to be Dreamcatcher from, is it the early 2000s? I believe so. Yeah. Um, Stephen King. A Stephen King joint. Uh, Dreamcatcher. And... The newer film, uh, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Have either of you guys watched it yet? Not yet. No, is it good? <laughs> I've heard good things. Yeah, I so. like it. I like it a lot, but we'll see. We'll see what you guys think. Uh, Dreamcatcher so is 2003. I didn't think it was that old. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. We'll cool. see if it holds up. Some people didn't like it then, so we'll, we'll see. No, I, nobody likes that. I think I'm the only person. <laughs> you're gonna have to convince us right so yep. all right well thanks for listening to the horror cast where we're all killer no filler stay scared <laughs>